Oh, come on now, Nate. It's, what happened to us? With Nate, Sam, and Hugh. Welcome back, everyone. Hello. Yeah, I know it was a bad intro. It's it's my it's my it's my gift to you both. We should have a jingle. You guys should have a jingle. I know that there's an opening music, but you guys should have a jingle. I tried that. I tried to do the, this whole uh, like it was it was a rip off. It was a really bad rip off of uh, the angels of uh, for Nate's employees pick. I did this whole thing. Oh yeah. I did like a that. voiceover thing, and I was like, yeah, that did not work. So. Yeah. Not not much like, like Even just um like full house Fraser or something. Like a like a little uh, what are those called when it's like a, a ditty? Well, no, but like when it's when they use like a is it called like a stinger or something? It's when it goes to like to, when you change scenes when there's like a little bit of music to like go an, from like one scene to another. Interlude is not the right word. No, there's a, and they and they, they keep using it on um on the Scrubs podcast, they keep refer- re- like making references because Scrubs would do that between scenes, and Seinfeld would do it too. Like there'd be like a weird little bass line. Yeah, oh, actually, yeah. all shows Friends did it. Like, I, there's a name for it. I don't think it's Stinger, but it's something like that. I know what you mean. I've been trying to find one. It's just the program that I use does not have any good ones outside eh. of like alien spaceship sounds. Hey, that's fine. Why, why, why mess with it now if, it, uh, if it's. It, it's, it's a, broke, fi- it's a fine it's old machine, this podcast. Oh, yeah. Well-oiled. <laughs> Though, well-oiled machine. So how did the doctors go for you? If you want to talk about it. If not. For, so, for me? Yeah. Oh, it went great. The good, my my uh, good hip is, uh, or my bad. Well, it's, all, it's a confusing time, Hugh, because my bad hip is now my good repaired hip, and it's great, and my formerly good hip is now really bad. Uh, so, yeah. So are we staying in St. Louis longer to get... I don't even know anymore. What's the... I Who but, can say? I mean, you are the, your town is the, the, the mecca of memes right now. Have you seen these things popping around? Uh, yeah, it's been a week. Well, more than a week. We've had some... Uh, had some things it's a pretty much it's been downhill ever since the ozarks thing from a few weeks ago it's pretty much been da- well no it's i take that back it's been downhill for a long time but yeah the the gun toting couple is something it's they're fair. special it yeah they are. yeah and i guess i've met them which i did not realize but uh um, well you do you do travel in gun circles mate. run and well no that's just it they're as is painfully obvious from that video they are not gun people they own guns but um yeah they uh they live in a neighborhood like um our i don't even recall i don't even know if the mayor has a mayoral mansion i believe it does but or she just lives in a very big house it's one of those two um i don't know if you know like some la and new york the mayors actually have gifted houses Gifted houses, like in, in L.A., it's in Hancock Park, and then I forget where Gracie Mansion is in New York. But, um, yeah, so this is like a little gated community in the Central West End where this, this all went down. One of his good gun friends, his name is David Grayson. I don't know why I'm shouting him out, but he's a cool guy, I guess. He is their neighbor of the legendary gun couple that has made uh, our city so proud host a Christmas party every year where the mayor shows up and um, so do all the neighbors so I guess I've met this crazy couple 
Yeah, and the weird thing is, is that neighborhood is like very old money, like very old homes, very like old money. Obviously, you, you know, can like, tell by their inside of their house. I'm no, sure no, that's just. That's I'm sure their I, yeah. columns date back to 1972. <laughs> yes, that's where I was going. Is that the <laughs> the neighborhood is old money? This family, these this couple. Once I saw the inside of their home, which looks conspicuously like a cheesecake factory, and with the Tuscan, um, fake Tuscan design, they scream new money. And they 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 also based on their profession, they're like very well known personal injury attorneys, which. Um, Based on everything I've read about them, you know, personal injury attorneys kind of have that reputation of like the whole ambulance chaser thing. No. Um, Yeah. And that's not to say all aren't, all are. are Well, I mean, the only two I know are Jacobian Myers and Larry H. Parker. (laughs) And they're, they're all, and they're very wealthy. Yeah, they are. Quite wealthy. (laughs) But like, yeah, the, the gun, um, this is why I say that they're probably not. And, and David, uh, my dad's friend is, um, my dad hasn't really gotten his opinions on it quite yet because David is at his secondary home in Galveston, Texas, because everybody in that neighborhood has a secondary home. Not a summer home, just a second home. Um, in Texas, and, why not? Uh, in, in Texas, yeah. And, um, uh, and I, Hugh, I've sent you photos. Every, every year when I go to this house for Christmas, uh, yes, I, would de- I would say it's a manor. It would be best described it, as a manor. Manor is a good not way to home. describe it. Yep, not yep. a home. But yeah, they... Um, uh, I'm sure everybody's seen a video, but the way that they were just... First off, they... So I'm not sure if everybody... You know, I know a lot of people, not everybody grows up around guns. I did. But, you know, there's 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 rules for safe gun handling that even if you've never seen a, seen a gun in real life, you would know. And the... They broke almost every rule just in that video. Like, they were pointing... You know, the, the, the main rule is you never point a gun at something you're not intending to shoot. And they were pointing the guns at not only the protesters, they were pointing it at each other. And the, the woman's, the, the wife's finger was on the trigger, which you're never supposed to do until you absolutely are going to pull it. Um, maybe she, she wanted was, to kill her husband. She was waving. Maybe, she, maybe. I mean, they are personal. They, you know, maybe they, I, I'd, I'd be curious about their the life insurance policies they've put out on each other. But she was just waving it around like a lot of people use the analogy. It looked like she was watering the lawn, like she, the way she was waving around like it was a hose. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, yeah. We're not proud. I'm gonna say, the, I'm gonna say, if we have Halloween, number one cu- couple's costume, hands down. It could be. It. I hopefully. We have to find a toy gun that's very obvious that it's a toy gun. Yes, See, yeah. that's the problem. Yeah. If you're compa- carrying around a gun on Halloween, even people might get really. Confused. Painted orange, and and she was she was dressed like a mime. Like that would be a pretty easy one to like the black and white striped shirt. Yeah, it was one of those things where I don't recall what night that happened. If it was what? Sunday or Monday, I, I don't I don't remember. But yeah, the very next day, my dad. Hi. Was, Hello. Hi, Kira. How are you doing, Kira? Good. Watching TV mostly. Good. Our babysitter right now. That's, oh. Hey, hey, it's it's it raised us all. Yeah, it's her TV time right now, so you know. Oh, hey. the uh, uh, I don't recall what I was saying. It does. It, it was oh oh my. It was one of those situations that's straight out of a movie where my dad saw saw this news thing happen, and then the, he basically said, oh, "We're going to be on the news tonight, aren't we? The national <laughs> the national news. We knew very well it was going to be on the local news, but like the more no this." 
it was yeah it was not it was on the the cbs morning news my mom was like oh gail king was talking about us and then that dad's like oh they're gonna we're gonna be in the news tonight how, how close <laughs> do they live to you um it's a couple miles it's okay. a it's a very um it's very yeah yeah it's 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 a very old neighborhood, but a very wealthy, not entirely wealthy. That particular block is very wealthy. And it is, and it was gated, to be fair. And I'm not defending anybody in any way. Although most people, yeah, is, is like the, the pro, it's a private street in a private neighborhood that was gated and the protesters removed the gate. But, that, but the street and sidewalk are still public, which is strange. Like it is behind a gate, but they were still on public property. So, and and there's no way in the world anybody should be that they should have the protesters should have had guns pointed at them. No, because they but weren't like, even heading to that house. They were going to the mayor's house. No, they're going to the mayor's house. Yeah, yeah, so and then, like, yeah. They were they were just walking past, and this couple was just terrified for their life. I guess. Yeah. So they say. Um, but yeah, that was. Um, Those signs are coming after you. Watch out, people. Yeah, yeah. Why are they terrified? The people should be terrified of those white people carrying guns. They have n- no weapons. I don't understand. Hence, therefore, they're racist. Yeah. Tr- yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I got nothing. Uh, of the memes, my two favorites so far are Saving Private Property, where ah. it's the couple in the... Private Private Ryan uh, poster, and then uh, there was a Contra one. <laughs> so uh, thank you, yeah, Internet. I've, thank I've you. Tried, I've tried not to look him up just because. But yeah, the mayor and the mayor up until like a week ago was actually pretty damn popular in St. Louis. Yeah, that no. that turned quickly. Yeah, that was a questionable questionable for decision that that started the protest at her at well, not at her property at the mayoral property um yeah she went and decided to just start naming like people on on she does a uh i don't think it, i think it's weekly i don't think it's daily she does a facebook live press conference and she just started naming off like, and their addresses yeah, leading like leading the specifically people who were leading like the defund the police movement, and we're, we're trying to get that out there. And she was naming them their names and their home addresses, which is something a mayor really shouldn't be doing. Well, that's why you shouldn't have females in in political power because they so, might be too emotional. So emotional. <laughs> so emotional. <laughs> My parents actually they they called me out. They, they thought it was very weird that I always noticed that every press conference the mayor ever has done in the entire time she's been mayor that I've seen, I've seen, I've been there that long. She's always wearing a pearl necklace, like the same, I assume the same pearl necklace. And I always call it out. My parents are like, why do you even notice that? But like in the last week when she's been under siege, she's not wearing the pearl necklace anymore. And um, yeah, I, I, I don't know, I guess who, who can say, I don't, she, maybe she's gone evil. It's like when a guy grows a goatee. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, but enough about my city. How how are you guys? Oh, you know, back in lockdown. Yeah, yeah, you guys said I know I never left lockdown just to be clear. Probably, probably <laughs> smart. You know, it's like the uh, like the famous, you know, like Jay-Z said, grand opening, grand closing. You guys uh you guys had like 3 weeks of uh freedom. I, I too really, let's be honest. We shouldn't have had it at all. I don't understand. I really don't. Well, I think yeah. I think Orange County forced a lot. Of, like the majority of the state, we have to remember, is red, and they were getting a little ornery 
about this lockdown and like now it's like well we're back at it so well done everyone well, who pushed this a little too soon well most of them are old so i mean secretly i hope that they get coronavirus and die i'm kidding but um but the problem is the problem is that they'll get coronavirus and give it to other people that's yeah. the problem yeah yeah they i mean they're young young people oh to be young and stupid they think that yeah and to, they are correct to a point where they're like yeah i'll get sick but i'll be fine and that's probably that might be true. Although it's becoming more obvious that young people can get really sick. Like that thing, the corona does a number on your lungs. Like it destroys them. But yeah, but they they'll get old people sick, but they don't seem to care because they're not old themselves. Great. I don't know. Yeah. On a plus side, none of us are Chase Rice. True. And to, and I I um. I've reached. I've, we've gotten to the point where I'm not familiar with as many, um, you know, celebrities and musical artists and Nor people I. that I used to be. Like that used to be my thing that I knew them all. Yeah. Like encyclopedic, encyclopedically. Is that w- a word? Wikipedia ish. Yeah. Either way, and I there Chase Rice. I'm the only familiar uh, because of I guess he. And this is really sad because I don't even watch The Bachelor, but I guess he made or Bachelorette. It was on The Bachelor. Or, Actually, it was on the what? It was one of those shows. Yeah. He, they had him on the show, and otherwise, I wouldn't, I couldn't tell you who he was. I didn't know that he's a country music star. Nor, nor did I. But yeah, but uh, I guess he's pretty big. He's, he sells out arenas. And I have such. no idea who you're talking about and what happened. He's a country music star who recently had a concert at a venue in Tennessee. Tennessee. And it was uh, basically the video that came out from it was um, scary when you t- when you're thinking about a virus. It it was thousands of people like who were not wearing masks, who were not social distancing. The venue has tried to distance itself from him, basically saying like we tried to social distance. It was only it was a the venue holds ten thousand people, and I think they they said they only let in a thousand. But once the concert started, everybody bump like everybody ignored the you can only sit in certain seats and bum rush the stage, and it's a bad look. It's a bad look for him. It's a bad look for the venue. It's a bad look for the country. And all his most of his concerts going forward are now going to do the drive-in style that he should have done in the first place. But but now there's this backlash, like people who are going to his defense saying, but the protest and just because they're wearing masks, and I'm like, yeah. That's why, because at the protest, people it, wear masks. And the, the protest, the people that are getting into this, um, it's not the it's not the reopening. It's the protests that are causing the spikes in all these um, cases, are just failing to acknowledge where the spikes are. Like if if it were like the spikes are you know Florida, Texas, uh, Georgia, which yes there were protests there for sure. But the places where there were a lot of protests, Minneapolis, New York City, Chicago, L.A. Well, L.A. is a bad example because we just said it. But New York, Chicago, uh, Minneapolis are not seeing spikes. And if, if, if the protests were, you know, you'd think, oh, the, the spikes should be happening where the big protests were. And they're not. No. It's where the people are. Re- it's where they're reopening. And it's been proven that the, the protests aren't caught because it, it literally is because people are wearing their masks. The best example that 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 I've. I mean, I can't think of a better just example of how well masks work are the, uh, again, Missouri. I, so the, the first 10 minutes of this protest, this protest, this podcast has <laughs> not made, not made Missouri look good, but, um, Springfield, Missouri. So, uh, last month there was a great clip. So I'm sure you saw it on the news 
um, a great clips location that opened, and two of the stylists, I I don't know, are they stylists at Great Clips? I'm not really sure. I don't want to. We'll, we'll I don't want to denigrate the fine folks who work at Great Clips, but stylist seems. Um, you know. Hair artists, like sandwich artists. <laughs> yes, like like a a as yeah, a former sandwich artist, you never lose that craft. That's true. If we're calling them sandwich artists, then Great Clips is for sure a stylist. Uh, two of them tested positive, and they realized that they had exposed uh, eight fellow stylists and 140 customers over a week-long period or something like that and um but but the, it, it should be said these stylists were wearing masks not all the customers were most of them were not all of them but the two stylists who tested positive were and not a single person they exposed got tested positive a month later none of them got sick and it's because they were wearing the two of them were wearing masks. shocking that you can't i can't think of that i mean that that is a psa for masks right there but of course People, people, people are going to people, people are going to people in this country. And it's very peopling how people people the tide is turning, though. That's yeah, that tongue twister. Uh, Trump himself still refuses to wear one, mostly because he's a very insecure, fragile man who uh, probably has a lot of makeup that would smear. Um, but like, he really wants us to see how he looks like. I don't understand. Yeah, how. I don't. I would think he'd want to hide that. Like he he. Yeah. You but um, but but a lot of the. People, you know, Mitch McConnell is coming out and saying wear a mask. Like a lot of people that two weeks ago were not. Donald Jr. Jr. himself said you should wear a mask. Now Fox News, Sean Hannity is saying wear a mask. The uh, Steve Ducey, who's the, one of the hosts of um, the Fox and Friends in the Morning, is saying uh, he said today he thinks that the president should be wearing a mask. The tide seems to be turning. I well, guess. it only took him three months to get on that mask wearing thing yeah we probably well we're not even in the second wave it's still wave one but we probably wouldn't have been staying inside for as long as we have if uh if they would have said that from the beginning sure. yeah well uh, uh, this kind, uh, yeah 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 i don't think there's words that can describe the frustration with a good third of this country agreed yeah well. yeah so, uh, as Sam, well, puts her, got... Sam just put her hand, like Sam's got something going on in the background, but just put her hand on her face, which is just uh, something to behold, yeah. right there. So, um, so on a on a lighter note, I, I may have killed Carl Reiner. Yeah. Oh, that... yeah. Um. What? We, yeah. What? What? Did you delete the tweet at least? I did. I deleted. Yes. So, um, I posted two days ago. It was. I, shit, I shouldn't have said his name. Cut that out. Cut it nope, out. Gotta, bleep it. Uh, Wait, do you have the ability to bleep? Because uh, that would be funny. I can um, bleep, yes. A few days ago, a certain comedy legend, uh, director of many films we've talked about on this podcast, uh, turned 94. And he, uh, I don't actually know if he posted that. Who posted that photo? I believe there's a photo of him, uh, Carl Reiner, and it was Carl Reiner's daughter, Annie, um, in a... They were lying. They were like in a bedroom, but they were like they're all posing in Black Lives Matter shirts, and it, right. it, it kind of went viral. And it went viral because Sunday was uh, a named gentleman's ninety fourth birthday. And I said, I posted a, that photo and said, "Happy birthday to unnamed gentleman um, uh, who's ninety four years old today, and Carl Reiner's ninety eight years old, and we need to protect them at all costs." And then within twenty four hours, Carl Reiner um, passed away. So. Could be my fault. Could be a coincidence. We've we've discussed many times on the pod that Hugh and I mentioned things that seem to happen. 
or not not necessarily. I mean, I certainly won't. we haven't won the fuck. We haven't won the fucking lotto. No, so we, that... yeah, it's it goes either way. Like we'll mention a movie and then we'll be on. We'll mention somebody that nobody's heard about in a long time, and somehow they'll make news. And um, it's not. It's it's with great power comes great responsibility. So I don't. I mean, the man. Well, the what man if was... his daughter? What if his daughter posted it because he was dying, or he was already dead, and you didn't know? And there's if there was no caption or anything. Then maybe she just did it because she knew that he was sick. That's true. I mean, well, night at ninety eight, I feel like you're yeah, he's you're sick. Old. I mean, I, I feel like that's that's a good know. run, by the way. I think Father yeah. Time might have been part of the cause on that one. Yeah, but still, and it just what makes it even sadder is that he and um, unnamed legend. Uh, just I'm not jinxing. I'm not. So yeah, so, so I took the post down because I'm not jinxing anything. I I don't want anything to happen to anybody. But. Um, it's just so sad because they were not only best friends, they were essentially for the last 10, 15 years, basically each other's spouses. Like they, like if you've ever, um, basically the, the two of them would, had dinner together every night. They lived down the street from each other. They watched Jeopardy together every, every night. Um, it was famously shown on uh, Jerry Seinfeld's get a uh, comedian was, what's that show called? Um, oh, uh, cars, comedians cars and cars getting coffee, coffee or my reversing the like worded. That. Yeah, the the one the episode that Jerry Seinfeld did with Carl Reiner, he went over to Unnamed Legend's house with Carl Reiner and watched Jeopardy in a movie with them and went and picked them up deli food. So like I thought it was the th- opposite. No, I thought he was interviewing the other guy and Carl no, Reiner it was, was there. Oh, I meant was up it? Then. No, you might be right. I'm sorry. I, I usually look, I am. Mate. <laughs> that is true. I don't remember who the the, the, I don't the remember guest either. was, but the the entire episode was with the two of them because. They're always together. Yeah, they're always together. You're right. It might have been, uh, I almost said it, unnamed gentleman might have been the main guest, and you're right. But either way, just Jerry Seinfeld spent the evening with the two of them, and they're delightful. And because both of them lost their wives, um, like Anne, Anne Bancroft, I believe, passed away like 10, 15 years ago. And then Carl Reiner lost his wife a good decade ago. So they were like, they were spouses, basically. And you know what happens when you, somebody loses a spouse? Of you know, I don't, I don't want to see bad things happen. Very sad. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, um, so way to go, pleasant on this one, dude. Pick up, pick it up. The, yeah. The, the well, okay. You want to, you want to get but, into the what? Okay. Oh, so so I'm you know I think Carl's great, but I love his son just because of two movies. Well, three movies actually. But to be fair, the third movie I've only watched half of it, and I keep falling asleep, but. Uh, when Harry Met Sally, right? Um, Princess Bride, okay, and right. Spinal Tap, which I've never finished. <laughs> yeah, well, that's like, yeah, all, all. Which is a good segue into our fake band conversation that we were having offline. That is true. That, that, that's yeah. what I was just about to segue into before I brought death and the embarrassment of St. Louis. <clears throat> you know what, Hugh? Let's wind it back. Let's start the podcast from here. Nah, well, <clears throat> the, the last twenty minutes of me talking, just ignore it. Uh, no. No, we're gonna we're gonna keep that in. I will bleep out the name of said uh, comedic genius. Well, I, I, yeah, <clears throat> I, I think everybody knows the comedic legend I was referring to, and and I so I might still indirectly be at fault for this just because I, I obviously was implying who it was. But yeah, fake bands from movies or t- and or television shows. I think that was a that was a fun list, and Spinal Tap was one I didn't even think of. No, and Sam put that one out right away. So, and but you could also well uh, several of these th- these ones you could argue the case, but Spinal Tap was a fictional band that became a real band. Like they actually toured and played concerts. Right. Well, is that believe- true with the Blues Brothers too? Exactly. Same. Yep. Yep. Well, except the Blues, 
like the the Spinal Tap guys actually play like their instruments and sing, and I believe I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Spinal Tap played Live Aid, like they were not they like played Live Aid at, at Wembley Stadium with Queen, like hmm. they were like a legit band. Of course, it started off as a joke, but it they became a legit. I'm, I'm not sure how many of these other Blues Brothers fake... was the same thing. It was a, a sure a bit that took off and was made, turned into a movie. So that is true. Uh, two movies, two movies. Don't uh, don't short Blues Blues Brothers two thousand. I will not short Blues Brothers two thousand. That when we got the poor man's John Belushi, fucking James. Uh, now we got John Goodman. Well, John Goodman's always a treat, but you can't replace. No, you well, know. No, but what are you gonna do? So. That. Did you did you did you make a list of your favorite fake fans, or are you just winging it? I'm winging it, my friend. Okay. I have a deep mouth. I have. I, I made a long list, and all of them were obvious because, um, you know, some are more obvious than others. Well, I'm, I'm assuming we all have uh, Wild so I, Stallion. I tried... Yeah, Wild Stallion. I didn't. Was Wild Stallion how we started the conversation? No, we were talking about Dujour, actually, from our last week. Oh, that's week. right. From last yeah. week. Yes, that is right. I forgot. And then it just yes, sparked last, me. Well, famously, last week, we discussed two fictional bands Josie and the Pussycats and Dujour. So, Dujour got a lot of, he- a lot of love. Um, because they're fantastic. Dijor's amazing. Yeah. Excellent. Like, they made a whole fake video and everything. Well, Sam, would you like to, to come in with your uh, your first, um... It's hard, because, I mean, my, most of mine are very specific to, like, 90s movies. There's, that's fine. That's absolutely Ish. okay. Um, we'll get, we'll go, we just, we'll do, we can we'll go around the, around the horn and do one at a time. What is, what is your first one? And there's, there's, uh, mine, I, I have no order. There's no order. Uh, mine's not order either. Um, I would just like to point out because they always get forgotten about, but Citizen Dick. Oh. From Singles. Oh wow, that is a, that is okay. a deep cut. Uh, that is. Wow. wow. I have a Citizen I, I... Dick T-shirt. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I should have wore it. That would that would have been impressive. Oh yeah. Okay. That is a that is a good one. It's very obscure. Uh, I know. Um, no, it's a Singles is. That's a good reference. That's a that's a that was a classic movie. So I mean, those of you who haven't seen it, watch singles. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, the Mark Wahlberg replacement lead of Steel Dragon from Rockstar. Oh, Steel Dragon. They're on my list good. too. Okay. That is a I. You know what? Unra- underrated movie, not unrated movie. Underrated. Good movie. It was it was solidish. Also also starring when like um Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, Tim, yeah. Um, and uh, wasn't Timothy Oldfin that? I believe wasn't, so. He, he wasn't in Steel Dragon. He was like the friend. He was he like was the, the friend. He was the friend who was in the Steel Dragon Steel Dragon cover band, band yes. with Mark Wahlberg in the beginning. And he basically told Mark Wahlberg, "You're too good to be with us," basically, more or less. Or no, he got what well, Mark Wahlberg got fired from the band, didn't he? He did. He did. Yeah, he I think did. they yeah. kicked him out. Yeah, they, they kicked him out. And they, then Timothy Olyphant doesn't show up again until the end when Mark Wahlberg's like playing a coffee house. Yeah, in Seattle when the grunge yeah. phase had started. Yeah, yeah, and he's got yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that that's good. I love Rockstar. Yes. Uh, well, my I was gonna go um, all in with I, I when I said I wasn't ranking them, but this is my favorite of all time is uh, Crucial Taunt, Cassandra's band Jesus. from Wayne's World. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't even know they had a name. <laughs> they did, oh, they had a name, Sam. So Crucial Taunt from Wayne's World was... Uh, uh, her yes. voice is amazing. Like, uh, her, yeah. her band is amazing. 
And she famously, I even still remember this, I didn't even have to look it up, is that the first time Wayne meets Cassandra when she's in Crucial Taunt is when he and Garth go to gas the Gasworks, the club, mm-hmm. the Gasworks. And the other two bands that were on the bill that night with Crucial Taunt were the Jolly Good Jolly Green Giants. And the, and shitty, the shitty Beatles. Beatles. The sh- the shitty yeah. Beatles. Which had the great throwaway line because the tiny t- the bouncer at Gasworks was Meatloaf, and and Wayne says to him, "Shitty Beatles, are they any good?" And he's like, "No, they suck." And then Wayne's like, "Oh, so it's not just a clever name." <laughs> and um, yeah, and so crucial taunt. Um, they got to play a few good jams in the movie. They got to the the touch me. They got to play a, the ballroom blitz yes. um, cover. These were all on the Wayne's World soundtrack. Of course, they were not at, not credited with it, but of course, uh, they should be credited with Dreamweaver, since yeah. that's all uh, yeah. Wayne ever heard when he saw her. Cassandra. And that and that that band went across two movies. They were in the second one too. There we go. That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. Okay, Sam. Um, let's do more obscure '90s ones. Uh, hey, that's my bike. From Reality Bites. It's one of my wow, favorite you, movies. Okay, you have a theme you, running here. Yeah, you, you were definitely deep, deep. You're right. You, I, when you said 90s, I didn't know. You, I thought you were. You were you're talking early 90s. You're going deep, deep cuts. Well, Ethan Hawke in a band like covering Violent Femmes is kind of amazing. Mm. I mean, let's be honest. We saw, Sam and I saw um, the uh, Reality Bites last summer at the, uh, the cemetery. Right. And uh, I had not seen it in probably 10 years. And, I hesitate to say it holds up because it's very much of its time, but when you take that into account, it's really still really good. But as a story, it holds like like that era of yeah, like, when you're story, growing up but, doesn't but, but change. The you know, because it it, it re, you know obviously when you see a lot of '80s movies, a lot of the '80s like it it's something like Valley Girl. Yeah. Like you know, a lot of John Hughes movies are pretty timeless. They're '80s references, but they're timeless. But Valley Girl was very of its exact time. Reality Bites is that for the '90s. Or de- or you could art yeah, but it's it's definitely still a great movie. But the references were very nineties. Yeah, it's it's so like what do I do after college movie, and it's fantastic. Nobody knows what they're doing. Um, there's always like an overachiever, you know, an owner writer who she like wants to do X, Y, and Z, and thinks that like things are gonna happen her way, and it just never does. And it, I think it's great. And I don't know, all the side characters are great. Jenny Garofalo and uh, what's his name, Steven Zahn. And I don't know. There's something about Ethan Hawke in that movie that like even though he's kind of might be a dick in real life i don't know i've never met him i still like him i've never i don't know i've never heard anything you made a mistake with uma that's really what it comes down to is like that affair kind of like tainted him for a lot of people and i don't think he's ever been happy ever since and he knew how badly he fucked up from that little dude what do you what do you what like the thing is it's uma thurman come on dude yeah. and his his daughter is actually really successful. She's in Stranger Things. I mean, he's, I mean, at least he procreated well. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Sonic Death Monkey from High Fidelity, also yes. known as Kathleen Turner Overdrive. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Led by Jack Black. Yes. Well known for I... their cover of Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. <laughs> Whatever happened to Kathleen Turner? <laughs> uh <laughs> He does a uh, she does a drag review show in Vegas. Sam. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yeah. What is the name of it? Do you know? That's a quiz. That's oh, a it, quiz question. Oh, it was. Oh, what was it? It's something like Viva Las Las Vegas or something Viva like Las that. Viva Las Vegas. Yes, it was Chandler <laughs> Bing's uh, <laughs> uh, dad. 
I can't. Dad, I'd have Mom. to go. Was that problematic? Was that? Well, they probably made a lot of jokes at the expense of the trans community. Oh, they, there's so many things wrong with Friends. If you, I went and oh, watched yeah. it yeah. when I was unemployed last year, and even just like Ross having an issue with his son playing with dolls really bothered me. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, but if I recall, I don't believe um, Chandler's dad was supposed to be trans. I believe he was just a drag queen, right? I think he's just a, yeah, I think he, I think he's a cross-dresser. Which, I'll give Kathleen Turner all the credit in the world. That's, uh, you know, to, to play, like, the fact that she'd be like, yeah, I'll be a drag queen, sure. You know, she didn't care. Well, she has a voice for it. She got the voice for it, but she didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's Pulaski, I guess. Yeah, and they, they did It's Raining Men. Yep. It's such um, a good, it's such a, it's such a good <laughs> random side plot about, it explains so much about Chandler. It really does. Hey, my next one, and, and Sam will appreciate this, and uh, is uh, Randy Watson and Sexual Chocolate. Oh, yes, yes. that was on my uh, list too. They, um, I now I don't. I mean, very talented group from Coming to America. I form outside of um, Greatest Love of All. Is that the Whitney song? Yeah, right. I believe the yeah. show yep. by the future. Yep. yep. Show yeah. our future. Yeah. That boy good. <laughs> so Nate and I went to the pop-up of McDowell's like what two years ago three years ago I forgot that seemed oh. like yesterday but it was after yeah. I had my nasal surgery um so my face was all messed up and that's when we watched Jaleel White it, it basically like, looked like I had a nose job kind of but I didn't I mean in a theory I, I could have but um I had nasal surgery to remove a cyst and also to clear up my nasal passages because of my allergies and stuff and um so everything just felt a little off on my face. And uh, they gave us this Randy Watson chocolate shake. And they put a slice of chocolate cake on it. Yep. And the cup has Randy Watson on it. I'll, I'll take a picture of it to you guys because I kept it, even though it's just a regular plastic clear cup. Oh, please send that. Please send that. It, yeah. <laughs> they turned um, Fat Sal's on Highland into the McDowell's. I, I mean, I, I know that there's only so much they can do, but I was really hoping they would really go more all in on it. But, it, you know, it was a pop-up. How much can you do? You can't do um, You can do enough, but. Well, unless you're unless you're going with, with like, when they did Saved by the. Um, Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Max. Where, yeah, yeah the Saved by the Bell Max pop-up yeah. on um, it, it's uh, Santa Monica and La Brea that was there for like eight months. So they could go all in and redecorate I mean, everything. We saw but the this, Star this, Wars cantina. That's still on Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. But the, this McDowell's pop-up was like for a, a weekend or a week. Right. And we, Sam and I just missed, remember, I don't remember, we, the, um, we were there on like a oh, Friday. I don't remember. What, no, it was, it was, it was a random day. day. It was during the week because I was unemployed. Yeah. Yeah. And then T, it popped up on TMZ or on Twitter somehow that the girl, the woman from Coming to America, whose name escapes me because she, she was not a well known actress, but she was the female lead. Like, you know, ends up, spoiler alert, ends up uh, the queen of Zamunda. Um, she was there. She like just showed up randomly. And I don't, and, and she seemed, she looks pretty much the same. So the people and the people there noticed, but still, it, you know, it's, it's, she looked, she was very unassuming just like walking in. And we, it was like the same afternoon we were there. We must have just missed her. Hmm. Typical. It was so much fun. I'm. I really am wondering where all those. There's people that were dressed up like McDowell's employees with the hat and everything. I'm yeah. like, Where do you get that? I want that. I want that as a, like, forever Halloween costume. What were the different? It was the. 
the, I'm trying to think of the differences that McDowell, like he was trying, when he was explaining the differences. Oh, between McDowell, oh he's yeah. He's like, they ha- the, we have, they have the Big Mac, we have the Big Mick. They, they, like, they have sesame beans on their bun. <laughs> they, they, have they have the golden the big, arches. We have the golden arcs. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, there's just something about it. I mean, they're coming out with a sequel, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, so. uh, um, I believe they've already sh- I think they, they have it? shot it. I think they have. I believe it was supposed to come out in the fall. It's it's very secretive. There's not a lot. I mean, people don't really know anything about it outside of the the. the well, that's good. I mean, most of the. I believe. You know, you know McDowell, or John Amos McDowell. You know, rest in peace. He can't be in it, but I believe everybody else. I think he is in it. They have his John Amos. Yeah, they, didn't he die? Uh, he he, he might have been able to get. Huh? They, they have him in the cast. Is Eric Benet in it? Eric Benet. Wesley Snipes in it. Oh, sweet. Uh, Louis Anderson's in it. Of course. Yeah. yeah. You think he still works at the McDowell's? I hope yes. so. Yes, I think he's I, probably I a manager. Bu- you think he bumped up the manager? <laughs> yeah. Um, I want, what about the sis, the the younger sister? She was one of my. She was like my favorite. Uh, oh, right. he's she's probably married to Arsenio Hall <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> Well, no, didn't she? I thought she was. Wasn't she in love with Eric Benet? Like, yeah, when she he was. was like out in the rain, she like took him in because his hair was like. But then she fell for Arsenio Hall because Arsenio Hall and told him that he was a, that he was a prince, and so she right. got all annoyed because like her sister ended up being like with the real prince, and she's like, "It's always about her." Like a very Marsha Brady. Now, <laughs> now, what, what I'm concerned about is that I believe the the new one is supposed to be in current times. You know, like they're uh, older. I guess he's been the king of Zamunda for some time now, so that would lead me to believe that m- the pretty much everybody who worked at the barbershop would probably not still be alive. No, but you know, it's movies, so who knows? And, and is it problematic for Eddie Murphy to be the old Jewish white Jewish guy again? I don't care. I don't care either. He should absolutely be in it. Yeah. Every- I mean, in the 20 years Sam and I have known each other, anytime either of us have soup, the other one automatically has to say, okay, where's the spoon? <laughs> All right, I'll, taste, taste I'll the taste soup. The soup. Taste the where's soup. the spoon? And then, aha. <laughs> Which isn't even in the movie. It's in the credits. And everyone thinks that we're crazy. I can't. And every time um, I hear, I, not that his name comes up, but every time I hear the name Rocky Marciano, I laugh just because of their... <laughs> <laughs> and, and you didn't meet no Martin Luther King. Uh, sorry, yeah, so that was my next one. That was my sexual chocolate. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, my next one, I, I don't know, can it be a tie? It can be a tie. It can be whoever yeah. you want it to be. We're not putting them in order. so. It's... Okay, that's true. It's a tie between Stillwater and The Wonders. Mm. Um, I can't choose. Ooh, that's, well, you can, that's good. I won't choose either of them, so you'll get a pass at the second one. Um, for anybody that doesn't remember, the Stillwater was from Amazing, almost oh, famous, amazing, almost famous, right? And um, I believe it's the Oneiders, is it not? It used to be the Oneiders, but it got really confusing, and so or, they changed it to the Wonder Wonders. You mean like I wonder what happened to the Oneiders? Mm-hmm. Um, that, well, yeah, I mean, I, that, that obviously was probably if I was going to rank them, was one of the all-time greatest, um, you know, fake fans. I mean, the whole. I think we've talked about it before, but like the, I love that movie. That 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 thing you do, I could watch any time. It's a classic. But like, it's a good and one. and what makes that the, it's so remarkable is that that they they play that song in the movie. I believe I saw it was eleven or twelve times, almost in its entirety. 
And it's it's the type of thing you'd think by the end of the movie you just get annoyed with hearing it because that's the whole like the it, in the movie the band is supposed to be annoyed with playing it, you know like Jimmy the lead singer wants to start doing other things, but that song is so damn catchy you don't get sick of it, like yeah at all. It's a great pop song, and unfortunately, I think the guy that wrote it or, yeah. or you know did it like he, he passed, died of COVID. He did. He was the guy. He was from Fountains of Wayne. Hmm. So sad. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't want to. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be a downer. You. No, but no, so, no, 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 no. I was gonna. What? So I was gonna say, like, you know, um, Stillwater. I love just because, like, the entire movie was about the band. Like yeah. the entire film. It wasn't like, and so is the Wonders. Like the entire yeah. movie is about their journey and their band and hitting it big and stuff. So I enjoy that. And you're like, you're you're kind of going there just to see that. Like a lot of other movies, it's like, oh, there's a band in the movie or whatever. So it's it was very. I don't know. I like, I mean, I miss Philip Seymour Hoffman a lot. There's a lot of different films that I love him in, but he's like one of the best in that. Um, Patrick Fugit's kind of annoying in it, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, which, which I'm sure, I mean, you know, Cameron Crowe, that, he can't, that was him. Like he, was, I know. he made that, that, that so he, know. he probably was like, yeah, I was probably an annoying ass kid. I'm going to write this character really yeah. But um, But there, even I, I watch it, it, it's on a lot just randomly um and every time i watch it it's just so good still if you would like to feel extremely old this year is the 20th anniversary of almost famous yeah. Yeah. no no and no. they're um i they're doing a, po- a five-part podcast series with the cameron crow and the whole cast um I, oh, good. I, I i i meant to look more into it because i heard about it on on levitard you when they do those like the when Stu Gass does the you know the updates and right, he does right, like right. the and finalies he he mentioned he's like in this summer a five part doc, uh, podcast series about you know with the cast and and Cameron Crowe but I didn't look more into it so I'm not sure when that comes out I'm not sure what exactly they can do over five parts it seems like it'd be like a one a one time podcast would be pretty interesting but I don't know what you know who knows I don't know well okay I guess uh, I'll, I'll I'll go a little sci fi on this one for everyone uh, with Figrin Dan and the model nodes. Of Star Wars is... Cantina fame. They had a name? Yes, they did have a name, yes. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. I mean, everybody... Hell, now when, when you when you think, when you think mention that scene, now everybody has that song stuck in their head. Yep, that's... But I did not know they had a name. Yeah. Now, did, um, did the band that played um, at Jabba's Palace, yes, did they uh, have a name? They were the Max Rebo band. Wow. You knew that off the top of your head. That's impressive. Yeah, that's that is it. Well, that that's a deep cut. That's not a deep cut because I feel like everybody knows who, when you mention it, but nobody would know that's the name of the band. I believe it's Max. I know it's Max Rebo. Is the 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 founder of the band is the blue elephant looking guy, right? Max Rebo, and I believe it was just a Max Rebo band, and they did not make it out of the uh, that that incident. Oh yeah. Oh bummer. Yeah. Oh, wait, now, now you brought it down. Sam no, brought it down they, with the other thing, but now you brought it they down. They should have missed a gig, you know, the one time the band That's shows true. up. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Uh, well, my next one is, um, a tie, I didn't want to skip you, but mine is, see, I, The Wonders, yes, that would be number one on my list, but I was afraid it might be too obvious. So, Sam, I'm going with um, the the fake band that they played within the movie, Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters, <laughs> which was, uh, I don't know if, if you do, if you recall from the movie, 
like yes. in the movie, the fake band of the movie was played a fake band in a movie called Weekend at Party Pier, like a beach movie, and they had to play a fake band called Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. It's a name that uh, our, our good friend Kevin and I reference a lot. Wow. That's impressive. Um, yeah. Let's see. Do I have any more that we haven't talked about? Oh, um, the Folksman from A Mighty Wind. Yes. <laughs> Who is Spinal Tap? Like, same same three guys. Cla- who, who knew folk, folk music would be so interesting? <laughs> it's such a good movie. I love that movie so it, much. It is. I don't know if anybody else could, could have done with that material that, you know, outside of Christopher Guest, but... Yes, that's a very good one. And he's back. Oh, and um, as an honorable mention, because I think that was the end of my list, but um, Jesse and the Rippers. Jesse and the Rippers are good. Yeah, Yeah. classic. They don't get mentioned much. um, You used to have a shirt, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, somewhere. Hugh, in the time you were gone, we uh, we the two we came up with where she just came up with the Folksman from A Mighty Wind. Oh, nice! And um, I came up and I came in with um, the fake band that the Wonders played within the movie. Oh, Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, so no Doctor Teeth in the Electric Mayhem. Oh no, that's good. And. Another another one that everybody knows is the Muppets Band, but I don't know if everybody remembers that's the name of the Muppets Band. Not many. I'm surprised you didn't go with the uh, the Bellas, Nate. Eh. Nate, not not you, Sam. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that a band? I don't I don't know what you would call it. The the famous. I mean, I assume you're talking about the Barton Bellas of, of yeah. Pitch Perfect. Um, well, I mean. Yes. Okay. Sure. If we're going. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I just. Well, you know, I mean, it's a band is band is a um, is kind of a subjective term. Like that's a an acapella group's a band more or less, right? Yeah. I mean, in a way, they make their own instrument sounds. I guess. Yeah, that works. Well, then yeah. that, that is actually not one I, when not one I would have thought of. Even though I adore that trilogy, even though the third one kind of sucks. Actually, you know what? No, I take it back. The third one was actually a lot of fun. Wait, when was Se- there a second one made? The second one was... I'm, I'm just going back to the old gag from way back when, when I, I didn't believe oh, that yes. there was a second. Yes, yes, I got it. Okay, I, I see what you did there. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, well, another honorable mention is the Soggy Bottom Boys. Uh, yes, that's a good one. Uh, good one. Uh, good one. Um, what? Yeah. Oh, I got the Commitments yeah. from the Commitments. Oh, that was a oh, good yeah, one. Yeah. That's a great movie. Um, the band and, that um, implodes before it's all said and done. I'd be. Rem- I mean, even though she was very much a one-hit wonder, but Robin Sparkles. Uh, no, she had uh, two. She songs. had two hits. Oh yeah, she, she had, had two hits. Two hits. Oh, two, hits. Okay. two mall hits. Two mall hits. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, we talked about this over text, but you know, because we were talking about Back to the Future, but Marvin Berry and the Starlighters. Oh, and, always uh, good. You know, I was trying to, yeah, Mar- in, yes, Marvin Berry and the Starlighters featuring Calvin Klein. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I was trying to remember if, and I, I, every time I tried to Google it or look it up, and I, I guess I could just go back and watch the movie, I could not recall if Marty's band at the beginning had a name. They right. must have had a name because they were, when they did the, when they were doing their audition for the, for the dance, they were introduced, 
So they must have had a name, and they they were only allowed to play like a few chords before uh, Huey, Lewis. Huey Lewis told them they were too loud. Yeah, you're just too uh, darn loud. But it must they must have had a name. I just couldn't find it. You couldn't find it? No, I didn't look that hard. Maybe, to be, maybe, to they, be fair. maybe they didn't say it. Maybe they didn't say who it, it was. It's possible they didn't. It's possible, and, and to be fair, I didn't look that hard. I wasn't trying all that hard. Um, but it, Sam, we also were gotten to the debate. Um, uh, on our text chain about who was a more influential band on Saved by the Bell. Was it Zack Attack or was it Hot Sunday? Yeah. And, and, I, and I actually took time to consider the, the, which one actually was the bigger band in, in, to myself. Like I was doing a debate to myself. And an obvious, the obvious answer, or the seemingly obvious answer, is Zack Attack because they toured the world and Casey Kasem did behind the music on them, except the entire thing was in Zack's head. So, are they a real band? Oh. Are they a real band? That's the thing, because... Because the whole... If, if, oh, sorry, Hugh. You'd like to... Um, I do have the name of the Marty McFly band. What is it? It's the Pinheads. Oh. Oh, okay. Interesting. Good to know. Okay. That's a fun factoid for anybody doing Back to the Future trivia. Yep. And but, but yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, like the... the, the thank you, Hugh. The Zack Attack episode. You know, they make it big. True. They no, get yeah, famous. A, they tour the world. And then you... But at the end... they no, But they are in a band. Because at the end, Zack fell asleep getting ready right. for band practice. He, was, he had his guitar. He was wearing his guitar and he was leaning against the wall. Now, Hot Sunday was a real band. Made a music video. Did get to perform, I believe, at the Max... Once. Once. And then we're broken up by drug abuse like most um most bands mm. are. Um so I guess technically Hot Sunday did was more successful than Zack Attack, even though you'd think the opposite. Hmm. Nate, you can bring up a band. The Heights? Well not the Heights, California Dreams. Oh. Oh yeah, California Dreams. Uh yeah, that one they're they're did you did you see the a few years ago when when uh, Fallon brought them all back? Yeah, that would, like it was it not as scary. not as good as when he did a Save by the Bell, just yeah. because that one was perfect. But when he brought the California Dreams back and then they played they played the theme song, it it was perfect. Hmm. What is and, the um, what? Oh no, there's one band I left. What? It was Sex Bomb from yeah. Scott Pilgrim. Where's that from? Oh yeah, I've only watched that movie once when it first came out. We are Sex Bomb. It was just, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's just like a. It was that phase of music where it was like I don't know. It, it was always it just the weird punk emo ish type thing that was going on at that time. Remember oh, when yeah. Michael, Michael Sarah was like a big thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. And then his yeah. bit got old. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what? He stretched that a bit out for. I mean, how many starring roles did he have? At least four or five. Yeah, he's. I mean, he got a lot of good romantic comedies out out of him. And he 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 he's sort of on the even well not secretly because she just wasn't famous <coughs> at the time. He got to date one of the loves of my life, Aubrey Plaza, who we met on Scott Pilgrim. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, Arrested Development's great with him. Oh, it yeah. got kind of eh, towards the end yeah. with him. The whole him and his dad in the college dorm thing, I just wasn't too keen on. <laughs> well, he wasn't but, a um, big fan of doing it by that that point in time either. Like he was yeah. the last one to sign on for that show. Well, he was a big. He he he, he blew up. He was big, like you know he's 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 gone back down. And and I mean I th- I think the best thing of all the things he did. And I I like him a lot. Like I love I still love um, Nick and Nora, Infinite Playlist, and 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 Super Bad. But the best thing that Michael Sarah's ever done is is um, 
Oh God, what is the one with the um, end of the world? Um, end of with, the, the, about, about about the rapture. When the, when, yeah, yeah. Was, I can't think of the name. Oh, of that. with the the one with uh, all the guys. Yeah, uh, with all the guys playing themselves. Um, with Franco and 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 Seth Jonah um, Hill. Uh, this Jonah is, Hill. This is the end. This, this is, is the, the end. end. I knew it had yes. the end in it. And when Sarah, Michael, I mean, they're all playing like different, like obviously exaggerated versions of himself. But Michael Sarah is just the worst person in the world. He like does all the cocaine and then he slaps Rihanna. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, so, was there a name of the band in the movie Nate um, that we love, Twenty uh, Four Hour Party People, with Steve Coogan? Oh. Yeah, that was well. That was that was a real band. It was Joy Division, wasn't it? Right. Like, but I thought that I don't remember. Like, I thought it was they used like a fake name for the band, but they, no, they I guess not. They know that because it was know. like a very fictionalized version of Joy Division. Yeah, it was the scene at that time. Yeah, they might it was have used Manchester, a fake name. right? I don't remember. That was the first. It was Manchester. First, that was the first thing I'd ever saw Steve Coogan in. I remember oh, being like, great. "This guy is awesome." No, it is. Um... Like Steve Coogan, like it is Joy Division, is Sex Pistols. Like they use the punk movement in that era. That was like that's it. Hey, hats off on both of you seeing that movie. By the way, it's one of yeah. those. Oh, it's a great, it's a great. Film. Oh, I saw it at the Sunset, the formerly Sunset Five. Yeah. Right, right by, right in our hood. That was like, yeah, and that was the first. I, I, I don't feel like um, Alan Partridge was ever well, was it ever very big here until Steve Coogan became known here and then people like went back and watched it. I know it was very big in Britain. I will tell you this much. When I moved over to Wales back in two thousand two, uh Alan Partridge was at its peak and when I traveled around Europe, everyone called me Alan Partridge. Yeah, because you look yeah <laughs> wherever I, mean, you, I you, went. And I'm like When you have the shorter hair, you you have a Steve Coogan look yeah. for sure. And which is not an insult. No, at no, all. no, no I don't fantastic? take it as an insult. I just didn't know who the fuck Alan Partridge was. That's so the, the, you have to infancy, infancy of internet people. <laughs> this is 2002, <laughs> and so by the I was traveling around for a month, and everywhere I went, someone referred to me as Alan Partridge. It was okay. I'm like, okay, this is a thing. Um, my the school that I was teaching at, they had met me a few times before school year started they started calling me big al which was an issue because that was my nickname for my dad yeah and uh you know and started trying calling me alan i'm like please don't do that that's my dad's name and so that's funny and eventually i hit barcelona and i i got on one of those cafes and i'm like i just google like I, i think i web crawled alan partridge and it took about 30 minutes for it to load up and it's one of those things where i'm like I do not look like I. Where are people seeing this? And then I start watching it. I'm like, never mind. The facial tics yeah. that he has. I'm like, I get it. I get it. it I have a similarity to Alan, uh, to, to Alan Partridge, to Steve Coogan from like the yeah. nose up, like the eyes and nose area is fairly similar, especially. So I'm like, oh, and and with he, a skinnier face. He still hasn't really made it here. I'd I'd say name recognition. That not everybody. You know, obviously there's Hamlet. Hamlet 2 is the only starring role I can think of yeah. of an American movie. Um, no, he had that one, well... Because, like, movies like, was it The Trip? He's, Isn't a, that the, the... he's in Tropic Thunder, hello. Yeah, but he's like a second, he doesn't, he's like a smaller character. He doesn't make it out of the amazing. first act. It's amazing, Yeah, though. yeah, no, he's fantastic in everything, but I don't know if he's necessarily a household. Oh, yeah, oh, oh, he, you would know him from uh, uh, The Night in the Museum, The Roman Soldier. Again, though, he's not the star. No, like, I mean, no, I, I, 
I'm just wondering if, if you were to, you know, if you ask 10 just people on the street if they knew who Steve Coogan is, I'm not sure how many would. I mean, you would have to, re- like, reference the other guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's hard because he he doesn't have, you know, his character, like, around the world in 80 days, maybe. Yeah, there's that too. But is that, I mean, people consider that a. That's a really obscure reference because I don't think I've ever seen it. And that's, it's more a Jackie <laughs> Chan. Chan. Movie, yes, I agree. But I mean, yeah. I'm just, he was co headlining. Yeah, no, one. no. And, and he was also in, um, was it uh, Tristam Shandy, a cock and bull, bull story. story? That's when he, his peak was when he does these characters or plays himself playing a character yeah. in, in these, like, mockumentary style movies yeah 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 he's you know it's i mean he's he's a yeah, he's in hot down. fuzz too yep but he's brief in hot fuzz that's one of my favorite scenes too where he's like yeah, it's great let me call my superior and then they just show up and each show up and i think was it a uh, bill nye not a bill nye um who's, no? uh nye uh who's the Love Actually guy. Um, damn it. Yeah, Bill Nye. Nye. It's Bill Nye. Yeah, I'm, I'm Nye with Nye. a Y. Yeah. Bill Nye is the other the, guy. The science guy. I'm like, I said it wrong. And I'm like, it's fucking Though head. I would totally watch a science-based show where Bill Nye was the scientist. I would absolutely watch that. Bill Nye, the science-y guy. Yeah. <laughs> it says that he's in Holmes and Watson, but I haven't seen it. But it's like the the, the comedic one with Will Ferrell. No one's going to watch it. I don't think anybody, don't think anybody saw that. Nobody no. saw it. The Razzies did. So, well, this is the thing. There's so many like iterations of Sherlock Holmes already. Like, there's Robert yeah. Downey Jr. There's Benedict Cumberbatch. There's uh, Elementary, which I watched. Um, young and Sherlock. There's all these, and yeah, and then there's young. There's all these other. It's like, why do we need Sherlock's smarter of... brother? I think is one. Oh yeah, yeah and they're doing yeah, one with um, with a uh, Millie Bobby Brown about a sister. Yeah, um, so, I mean, it's you know, it's public a... domain. So is it, it public? Is it? Yeah. Oh wow! The character is—you can't do anything. You're allowed to do whatever you want with the character, huh. essentially. Well, there you go. Then that, that would explain I mean, it. A drug addicted private detective. Is is Elementary still on? No, it ended like I want to say last fall. Because I yeah, I finished watching it on Hulu, and that, I think that was the end. Oh, is, that, is it still on it Hulu? Felt like a, a finale. It is. That's. Nice. You know, there's another uh, star who I never knew why he didn't make it bigger here, Johnny Lee Miller. Like um, he, he's I no- could say, I could say why. Two words, Angelina it, Jolie ruined him. But like he's, I mean, he had he started in about three or four different series alone. Like besides Elementary, he was in that one where like um, he could like see he's the great. future, and obviously in Hackers, he, Train Spotting. Like he, he, you know, he's been in a ton of things. But for some reason, he never like I wouldn't call him like a, again like Steve Coogan, not a household name. But yeah, maybe he was being married to Angelina Jolie. Maybe that ruined him. Oh, he was married to Angelina Jolie. Yes. First marriage? Yep. Oh. One of her many marriages. Yeah, yes. I was about to say. Like, then it was Billy I, Bob, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did, I mean, Billy Bob's career has been Hugh, good. Did you not see the sexual chemistry the two of them had in Hackers? Obviously, they were going to get married. Come on. I, I, I... In fact, now, I don't know, to be fair. I, they don't recall if they met on Hackers or were already together at that point. That I don't remember. But they were, that was each other's first marriage. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
I mean, he he's been yeah. he's been busy. No, like and it. I'm not saying people don't know who he is, but it's another one that people might not know the name Johnny Lee Miller, even though he's been starred in several things here. Yeah, I've told my our like 22, 23 year old assistants at work. I'm like, watch Hackers and watch Trainspotting. <laughs> yes. Wow, you were actually hack. Trainspotting. We're talking like, about Johnny Lee Miller. Oh, okay, I'm just no, like, it's a, no, Hugh. It's a great double feature. In I'm, fact, I would go so far as you do do make it a triple feature and do Train Spotting, Hackers, then Train Spotting Two. I haven't seen I haven't the sequel. Seen train no, I'm afraid to. I don't need to. I don't want to. Yeah, it's one of those. Don't ones don't, where don't I'm ruin like, a good thing. Exactly. Well, it's the, the the reason why we were talking about it. I think we were we were talking about his favorite films, and he's like, no, he's like, I do like you know. There's a lot of older films that I like, quote unquote, because oh, no. you know he's 23, and he's just like, yeah, Requiem for a Dream is like my favorite film. And I'm like, oh, that movie's messed up. And so we were talking about train spotting. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. you know, that movie's messed up too. Well, I would, I would go so far as to say the, the final, like, five minutes of Requiem for the Dream, Requiem for Dream might be the most disturbing five minutes of film I've ever seen. You are correct. I refuse sir. to watch it again. Like, I refuse no, to like watch not, it only the, not only what you're seeing on camera, but the, the soundtrack, that score, it was very jarring. And, yeah. oh, God, I can't, never, never been able to look at any of them the same way again. Well, I hate to do. It's not for repeat viewing. No, it's a one one off, one time, and yeah, that that's that with that movie. But I hate to say this, guys, but we, uh, I wasn't paying attention because I was enjoying the conversation too much. We are, have reached that time of the the show. Okay. So, you know, heck of well, heck, well, heck of a no, 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 it's a good pod. My well, goodness. we it's outside of the um... early. Going. Me trying, me trying to explain my hometown, and and also um, apologizing for killing a film icon, film and television icon. I, I think it went, it, it picked up. It yeah, picked, up. picked up. Definitely do. Like the uh, the lists always are a good way of covering things. Yes, Absolutely. that's true. So I forgot to mention we'll... C before, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know we could have kept funny. going. We could have kept going with those things easily. Oh, there's so many. All right. Or how about when the Brady Bunch randomly became a band in their later seasons? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were always classic. I mean, and and I keep forgetting to bring up Dreamgirls, but yeah. Eh, sure.